what's up, how goes it, and welcome back to What's So Special About Music Anyways, the official podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about two very different artists and very different approach to music. One band that's new-ish to the game and one that's definitely not new to the game, so let's just get right into it. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is the debut album, or the debut LP, I should say, by a band called Capstan, and the um, album name is Restless Heart Keep Running. Uh, before this album... Capstan, I put out a few EPs, I believe two, if I'm correct, and they were very stunning. They were everything, so people were really excited to hear them come up with a full concept front to back, you know, of greater length. And let me tell you, if you have not checked out this album, you need to immediately. Um, I, I saw Capstan back on Warped Tour, I want to say two years ago, say 28. 18. Um, and they're, they sold like my favorite shirts the whole tour. It was two, um, two metal for punk kids. And then they sold a shirt that also said two punk for metal kids. And it was always so funny to me or something along, it was something like along those lines where, because, and it's perfect for them. They split that fine line between pop punk and metal. It is a little too edgy to be considered pop punk, but it is a little too pop punk to be considered metal. So like, where do they fall? And they fall in the capstan umbrella and that's the only place they need to be. Right. Um, this album is impressive. Top to bottom. And I, and I see that, especially from a musician standpoint, because their first um, track on the album, um, an open door, I believe it's called, it starts with this beautiful, like absolutely gorgeous string melody that's just enticing. It just brings you in and it leads right into the next track because it's just instrumental and it leads you right into the next track, which is off the wall instrumentals. Let's get it metal. Like we are using those heavy articulations, but the separation in between the words to lyrics to, um, the way the instrumental music comes across is very strategic and similar to that at how a pop punk band structures their music. So it's very interesting to hear how those sounds blend together. Uh, there's not a song on the album that I don't like. I think each of them makes sense for the overall construct of the album. And it's just good music. And I'm so excited for this band. I'm excited for them to hopefully get that takeoff they deserve. I, I was a big fan of Capstan before even the LP, but they weren't very well known. And I really hope that this um, album puts them on the map because it's in the running for one of the best albums of the year. I think they need to get their name out there. I need people, people need to check it out, you know, but yeah, if the right people get a hold of this, Capstan's going to take off. And I, I think everyone should give them a chance because if you, like, I take for me, for instance, I am a fan of both scenes of music. So to hear a band mesh both of those together, it's, like, beautiful. It's like, okay, they married my two loves and now I'm happy kind of thing. And, yeah, you should definitely check it out. And kudos to Capstan because this is a strong debut LP. <laughs> the next band we're going to be talking about is the one, the only Blink-182. I am a huge Blink-182 fan. I cannot deny that. I am definitely one of those kids. Um, their self-titled will be one of my favorite albums always. Um, this summer, I went to the last and final Warped Tour in Atlantic City, and I got to crowd surf to Blink-182, and I consider that a big, big check mark off of my bucket list. Super cool. I was within like 10 feet of Mark Hoppus and I was like, oh my god, my pop punk heart is fulfilled. Oh my goodness. And it was too, um, what's my age again? So I really felt I was truly living uh, my youth and that album to its fullest. Um, so they just put out their... Um, um, I don't even know how many studio albums they have now, but they just put out their album, Nine. And I will say it's very reminiscent of... California. Now, California was a 
controversial subject because a lot of people, I think you either loved California or you hated it. I don't think there was much of an in-between and I'm here to say I loved California. I think it's a great release, especially Deluxe. It's, I, I know it doesn't have Tom, but I loved California. It's good music front to back and is minus the timber, like, or timbre of, you know, Tom's voice. It's very strictly Blink-182 and I think so is Nine. Nine, um, marries, I believe, the California approach with the Enema approach. And I think that will do the band well. I think more fans will be more inept to liking Nine than they would be California, unless, you know, they warmed up to California. But the more I listened to it, um, at first it was kind of like, okay, it had a little bit of a rough start because it Blink-182 doesn't get old. And I will say that, but, you know, they've been doing a lot of the same thing, and it's a lot of the same music. And I, I am a person that says, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't try to change something that's not, that doesn't need to be changed. Uh, but at first, the album is very Blink-182 brand, and I'm not mad about it. But I think it does take a minute to get through at first. But once you listen to it a couple times, you really feel that influence of both sides. And I think that will do the band well, because uh, their older fans, I think, will relate to this album more, uh, sound-wise. Um, Content-wise, I think they really spanned a full spectrum. Uh, some of the songs on this kind of hit. You know, they have a few soft ballads. They got a few things that are a little hard to listen to, like lyrically. You know, they're like, oh, they're hitting you in the emotions. And not even like the angsty teenage emotions, like actual emotions in some regard. And Blink-182 has a doesn't have the best track record with that. They normally just kind of sing whatever, and that's cool. That's the Blink-182 brand. But this album does touch on some sensitive subjects, which I do appreciate. I think it's nice to hear a softer side of Blink-182. Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be another one of those situations like California, which you'll like it or you won't. Some people might think it's a little bit redundant um, because, you know, Blink-182 has been around for a while and they've been doing a lot of the same thing. I think that's why I thought California was so fresh. It was, it was something new, but it still had that Blink-182 gloss over top of it. This does take me back to Enema. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think I'm torn on the album personally. I, I don't not like it, I don't, but I don't necessarily love it. I think I need to spend some more time giving it a chance. But I, I think it's a good it's good music, it's good Blink-182 music, and if you're a big fan of Blink-182, then you're going to like it for sure. But I think if you're on the fence about Blink-182, you're definitely going to be on the fence with this release. So, well, that is everything that I have for today, and thank you, for, as always, for listening, and I'll catch you next time.